Dandelite's Ears Hulk and Tapsound just managed to find some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder Years for all your animorphs rereading and sometimes rewatching needs. I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And I'm Seda. Hey! Yep. Hey, it's the Wonder Years. I'm back. I'm not I don't have the flu anymore. Yay. She's healed. <laughs> yeah. I uh I that it was a very fun case of the flu because I woke up on Monday morning, uh walked into work 8 a.m. feeling fine. Uh, 10 a.m. feeling fine. 11 a.m. I feel like death incarnate and like my bot, my skin is trying to slew off of my body. Slew? Sloth? Sloth. Sloth. Yeah. That's the word. Um, okay. That's one of those words that I always, that I, I never really heard. I just Yeah. Always... <laughs> it's not typically, I think it's not typically said aloud very often just because it's kind of an awkward word to say aloud. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looks great written down. It really it's, uh, does. It's, it's it's uh it's calliope syndrome. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. How are y'all? Good. I'm just dandy. We are having a snowstorm in the middle of well, middle-ish of April uh in Minnesota right now. So, I had to drive through that and I'm currently watching it continue to come down. Um and it definitely feels like spring right now. <laughs> so that's fun. That's a fun that's thing great. about me. That's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Gross um, and I hate it. It's yeah. gross and I hate it. How's <laughs> Hi, we're 80. How's the weather over there? <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. It's going like, better. <laughs> I, I, I I am a documented winter apologist, but like after like after like mid February, I'm like, all right, let's let's start getting the sun back out. Yeah. Yeah, it's um oh, that is really really early for you. <laughs> mid February, please. Yeah. Um, are you kidding? <laughs> It snowed on my birthday. I always want it not to, but it always does. I'm oh. just. T- I'm, I'm, I'm not that I'm saying that it do- that it's like that here. I'm just like I kind of want. I'm kind of over it by that time. I'm oh, over I it get- immediately. I'm over <laughs> it in. I want to say October. Yeah, yeah I'm I, preemptively over it. That's ex- that's extremely valid. Yeah. Yeah. I just after after a summer of living in the hottest room possible, I welcomed the cold weather with open arms. With open arms. My yeah. cat got heat stroke this summer, and I still didn't oh want it to be winter. Oh my god! Poor Gerald. <laughs> poor poor um, puppy. Even yeah. though he's a cat. Yeah, he's, he's puppy. He is a puppy, though. Um, I mean, sometimes Google Photos does like because it like auto generates. Uh, collage videos basically so it'll be right. like here's a video of your cat and it'll be like meow 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 with like pictures of your cat sometimes it will say doggy video and it's just Gerald and I'm like oh you tried <laughs> doggy I, video I do I love just, doggy video the phrasing and do- the, the, the phrase like cellar door move over doggy video is here to stay yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, Gerald is currently on um, three medications every 12 hours for the next oh, five days buddy. to clear up some stuff. Um, yeah. And it's, like, mostly fine, but, man, it's really great that twice a day I now have to, like, physically fight my my small son. Yeah, yeah. Your large adult son. Yeah. That does, to be fair, sound extremely like something that would happen in, like, maybe Andalite culture. Like, every sure. 12 hours I have to fight my adult son for five days to, like, as a ritual for some reason or another. Yeah. <laughs> Though it's a, a little bit um, more fun to think about, like, force-feeding acts like medication like a cat oh my he doesn't god have a mouth, but, but you know, know what i mean you gotta make yeah, a stomp well, on it 
Yeah, exactly. You have to chase down his feet and just like just grab his foot and just like hold <laughs> a thing to it. Just oh. like hold a medicinal paste to his hooves. So speaking of the animorphs, mm-hmm. we read the podcast. The thing we do the podcast about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we read book thirty-four this week, which is the. Uh, oh, geez, I have it right in front of me. The prophecy. The prophecy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is um, excitingly for me because it is my favorite trope in sci-fi if, or fiction ever. It's a body sharing book, and it's yeah. so good. Um, so good. Yeah, one of uh, this is a. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm sure neither of you are, are either of you at all familiar with the anime of Birdie the Mighty. I'm not. No, only yeah. through you. So yeah. Um, but the. <laughs> The it's one of the it's one of two animes that I point to as like being the thing that finally cracked my egg open and was like, hey, you are a girl, dipshit. Right. Um, but uh, the like that entire thing is just a body sharing anime. Nice, nice. And it rules. It's very good. <laughs> I love body sharing. It's um, good. And the thing is, and I was kind of talking about the uh, with Sarah about this earlier, um, is that we do get some like we the Yerks are like inherently a body sharing like species but um it's like space imperialism plus just the fact that it they don't share is the thing it's it's not sharing it's like mine now yeah (laughs) yeah um so it was fun to get uh, only a little bit of an antagonistic relationship yeah Um, um, talk about want to talk about the cover a little bit yeah let's do it this is actually the first time i'm seeing it yeah, this cover is a thing that I actually really, really like about this cover is that like you, Cassie is actually like walking, like you can see because like in the first image her left leg is forward, her right arm's in the front, and then the vice, the opposite is true in the last image when she is fully hork bajir. Right. Which yeah, I think that's is pretty cool. Yeah, I, this, I think that this one I think looks like a direct translation of one of the like uh, morphs that you would get in like the corner paper. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. The corners of the books where you would flip the books and they would morph. Sometimes yeah. they would also do actions. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. This, yeah. this is one of definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, it is Cassie uh, slowly morphing into a Hork-Bajir. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't really know how I would expect that process to go, but for some reason... Um, Something about the second one especially just seems like, <laughs> I don't know if that's how that would work, but because yeah. you aren't real, right? maybe. Yeah. Uh, what do we know about the greater universe, truly? Um, so, but it, it is just her, is, if you use, like, the smear tool on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, my problem is I truly cannot like drive into my head what the Hork-Bajir actually look like and whenever I read a book where a Hork-Bajir is mentioned I just think of Pinsir the Pokemon um, <laughs> that's so good so when I see this I'm like oh no where's my friend where's my fun little kind of round friend yeah I always pr- picture them to be more mammalian than this like they are straight uh-huh. up lizards here um but oh, I, I always yeah. think of them like not completely, but like, like big, almost like or ogre looking things, you know? Huh. Um, yeah. With like blades all over their body. Yeah. This is um. 
this is one oh, of yes? the covers that this is one of the books that I remember seeing the most. I don't I don't actually remember if I read this one, but I definitely saw this cover more than anything else. So like this image is like burned into my head. So it's interesting to hear what other people's takes on Hork Bajir are that they have that you had a chance to formulate them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, literally just it's just pincer every single time. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like, like that, that though. Inter- I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's a Cassie book. It is a Cassie book, um, which are always exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this one really suits Cassie. Like, this whole plot suits Cassie extremely because we get internal conflict that we probably wouldn't have got with any. I mean, that's true in a lot of cases, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we get a lot of really fun internal conflict in her trying to, like, moralize and empathize at the same time yeah Yeah. and like ultimately it this truly is i think this is one of the best crafted books that we've seen in a very long time yeah not a very long time but a long time Um, sure yeah because that is specifically called out in the end that like this couldn't this couldn't have happened to anyone but cassie because it would have turned out completely differently um and i kind of like it because um it plays on a metal level where this person who ends up in Cassie's body is like, yeah, you know, I don't remember choosing to be in your body, but I guess some part of me knew that it had to be you, which on a metal level is like, yeah, you're right. You don't remember it because you were written into believing it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to go into the like characters being extant, (laughs) <laughs> sure versus yeah. yes like on the level of they are being written whatever yeah yeah no i totally <laughs> i get it no i get it um but <laughs> uh before we get too deep into the, the philosophical implications of this book right because um, it really starts off on sort of a a very teen uh <laughs> like teen sitcom yeah like if, if animorphs were just like a fun high school romp yeah. This is what a lot of their adventures would be. <laughs> um, uh, Cassie and Rachel are going to break into their ma- into Cassie's math teacher's house and morph mm-hmm. um, to retrieve a, like a love doodle that yeah. <laughs> Cassie accidentally turned in with her homework. Um, yeah. <laughs> and which... we have a, we have a very good description of Rachel that I very much like here. That you know, I feel like there's a different. I feel like there's just like a different description of Rachel every time we see it. Mm-hmm. And this time it's Stone Cold Steve Austin crossed with Miss Teen USA. I, yeah. Yes, I great. noticed that too. Um, <laughs> it's a great. Yeah. I also this is such a small thing that like as you know when the same thing that happens in every book they're just like I can't tell you my last name but a blah 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 mm-hmm. but she's like I'm, it's not like I'm super special. Like, yeah, dual, like a bunch of people who are like, have Beck is mentioned there. And I was like, I was like, I guess Madonna would be the first one I would think of. Yeah, like today. To me, it's like, I think like Madonna, I think Cher. I don't know who Brandy is. (laughs) Oh, oh, y'all are younger than I am. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Who's Brandy? Considerably. A musician. Yeah. Yeah, I figured as much. An R&B singer. Yeah. Yeah, The rest are also musicians. Uh, yeah, I, I do know who Jewel and I do know who Becca. <laughs> I feel only, like you probably uh, definitely have heard a, at least heard a Brandy song. "The Boy Is Mine" was a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but also did maybe she, you haven't because she hasn't released did, an album since two thousand two. Did she yeah. ever think we're alone now? No, no, no. That was that was considerably before her time. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was Tiffany. Oh, right, Tiffany. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, right. you know. Are there, but, are, there so musician, are there any Yeah. Are there any non-musicians who got the one name that y'all know of? Like, I can think of, like, Teller, the, the, the magic man. Well, but that's um, his last name, right? No, yeah. he, like, legally, didn't he legally change his... I'm pretty sure he legally changed his name to Teller. Huh. I don't know. I have no I'm idea. I'm gonna look this up. I'm not up on um, my magician trivia, it turns out. <laughs> I think oh, that they're... Oh, but what if you were? Oh, Retta. Retta, the actress in Parks and Rec. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's literally the only one I can think of. Yeah. Yep, uh, t- uh, just to clarify, uh, Teller did change his full name to just Teller. Nice. Well, good for him. <laughs> 71, Jesus. That does not surprise me. I would have said older. <laughs> yeah. Old ass bitch. He's younger than my dad. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah. He's the same age as John Carpenter, I think. Uh, um. Also younger than my dad. Um... I love the detail of Cassie being like, listen, yes, Jake and I have kissed, but only when we've just survived a battle. <laughs> okay, this whole whole thing, this whole explanation, I was like, honey. Because she was like, yeah, we're not like gross in PDA like some other couples, and we've never actually said I love you to each other, and we've but kissed, like- but only after we almost died. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> But, like, we don't, like, he's totally, like, my soulmate or whatever. And I'm like, Cassie. Cassie. <laughs> yeah, Cassie Cassie uh, specifically says that she thinks Rachel is special enough to pull off the one name thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> so, I just, it's, but it's, it like, it's not even intentional. Because you can tell the author is just, like, not like other heterosexuals. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so after retrieving this note, they uh, she flies back to the barn in Owl Morph, and she sees a Horkbajir, and she's like, "Um, okay. Well, now I'm suddenly forced with forced to interact with this moral quandary. Like, do I kill this Horkbajir, probably controller, or do I? Because it'll probably kill my family. But also, I don't know if I'm capable. But then he, she like flies down close enough to do like, oh, that's the one I recognize. <laughs> yep, it's Jarahami. Yep, it's Jarahami. Yep. Um, and he's all like, hey, there's an alien. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, there's an Arn. <laughs> there sure is, because um, the Arn. Yep, the Arn came down, um, and is like, hey, we need, I need your assistance on mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and Toby's like, hey, we got to talk to the humans because yeah. they know how to do things. Um, so I, we I, call- I like it whenever they go to the uh, Free hork Me too. Valley. It's great. I, yeah, I love seeing all these like little a- alien touchstones, like mm-hmm. all these like points of continuity. It's always just great. And also I love the hork in general. So there's yeah. like... I mean, it's great because it just there's there's a lot of good alien content in this book, um, and which makes me extra happy that Star Wars Episode One is referenced. Yeah. Um, and Marco says about Star Wars Episode One, which I think w- I, is fair to say is universally thought of as the worst Star Wars, <laughs> except for maybe except for obviously the holiday special. Right. Um, Marco says, "Listen, cool is cool." <laughs> he is. He is such a prequels like apologist he loves it to to the bone he is yeah well it makes sense because like 
he's a child, so why not? I mean, we can't get into this. We literally can't because I have opinions. But um, I also watched them as an adult for the first time. All Star Wars are goofy. Yeah, Most no, that's who hate the prequels. Just saw the originals as children, and then the and then we're older when they saw the prequels. It's fine. No, no, yeah, totally. I, I think same, the same, same thing same. all the time. Exactly, extreme same. I also never saw. I, I never saw a Star Wars until I was an adult, and my opinion is that they're all good. Yeah. Well, I'm well, not I, go that far, but. Um, <laughs> No, they're bad movies. The uh, I love that the Arn when they come to hang out with him, well, speak with him, also goes off about how human configuration of two arms, two legs is unstable and stupid. Yeah. I, I love that this is apparently like a literal universal con like concept in the rest of the whole universe of Animorphs that just having two arms and two legs is really stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a really great line later where uh, Aldrea is like, hey, this human body fucking sucks. It does, and she she says, and this is one of my favorite lines, this body doesn't even have hidden poison sacks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I mean, she's not wrong. We do lack those. We mm-hmm. are sorely lacking those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have hidden poison sacks, but ones that can only uh, give, us, give us damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and only some bodies get them released sometimes you know yeah it's great um yeah so this arn is the last of the arn we learn and yep. and his name which i'm going to attempt to say exactly once before referring to him as q or coffee is quafid god damn it quafidgenivin 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 yeah. Quaginary. So I, I, I was, I was, Blair can attest to this. I was practicing it for like two minutes before you got here, Zeta. Yeah. It is just a mess of vowels and consonants. Yeah. It's, it, it's the right word, right ratio of vowels to consonants to, that's like a word, but also yes. it's just a mess of them. <laughs> it's very fun to say to me, Quaffigenivon. Um, Genev, I don't like it. No. Quaffigenivon. Let's just call him Q. Oh, Q and on. Jesus Christ, you're hanging up the Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for me. Bye. Um, so the Arn uh. is like, there are weapons on the Horkbizier planet, um, so we gotta get him. But... Well, specific, specifically, he's like, hey, um, I kind of want to go repopulate the planet uh, right. after the Yerks fucking raised it, and Jake's mm-hmm. like, the Yerks are gonna just do that again, dude. Like, and he's like, "No, we'll, we'll fucking kill them all. There are yeah. guns, they... right? Because um, there's a huge arsenal hidden on the planet. Because Aldrea, Aldrea from the Horkbizier Chronicles, uh, yes. uh, uh, hid a bunch of weapons there, yep. apparently. And so they're like, "We just need to <laughs> summon her with spa- with like." Her, we, sci-fi we magic her, yeah we trapped her soul with math like basically yeah. yeah this this radioactive looking liquid this is her personality this is her entire thing we just got to put it in a body we need a rowdy girl to inhabit and rachel and toby both step up and are like yes we are rowdy girls and they're and they're like great it'll be one of you now this might shock you given that it is a cassie narrated book but it might it might go down a little differently when we get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and we learn pretty much immediately that like the stakes here are that Aldria will literally inhabit this person's body 
and she will have to choose to leave. Um, so right away, it, it's set up that part of the conflict is going to be that this headstrong uh, Andalite turned Hork-Bajir warrior who has a history of like manipulation and like ruthless tactics um could just decide actually i want this body (laughs) (laughs) um i'm glad they they took the time to run through like basically the plot of hork chronicles because i was a little bit I'm not good at, like, contextualizing things, so I was like, I right. remember sort of who this person was, but not really. Right. But just as a quick rundown, in hork Chronicles, what happened was there was Ciro, who was the guy who gave technology to the Yerks. He was relocated with his family to the hork planet to check him out. Yerks came. The Andalites decided that to... Uh, annihilate the chance that the Yerks would take the hork powerful bodies. They would just wipe out all the hork Aldria said, fuck you guys. Turned into mm-hmm. a hork became a hork forever with her hork boyfriend. They had babies. Now, her great-granddaughter is this one hork who can talk and is cool. Yeah. That's the rundown. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. Just um, so right. if anybody out there didn't remember, this is also... The one female Andalite we've known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I was gra- glad to see her again because I really liked that book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same. <laughs> well, so this is when I made the connection that both Tobias and Toby, the hork have Andalite Nothlet ancestors. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Huh? I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. Yeah. And it, it clicked when – and I and they have the same – in a way, I don't think it was foreshadowing, but it makes Toby being named after Tobias an extra little, like, delicious tidbit. Yeah. Like, not only was he a savior, but, like, they actually have that connection. Yeah. 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 That made me very, very happy. you got to yeah. love that sort of literary parallelism, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it's um, very tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are – there, there's a really I'm trying to think of a way to talk about this because I'm going to ask about a, a thing but like just by asking about it I will spoil the end of it just by asking about it in this context is it just this book no 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 it's 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 a video game that I'm thinking about but oh. um, I, I guess I'll say it. have y'all y'all have y'all ever heard of soma the video game soma yeah no I have okay Blair, are you familiar with how it ends? Oh, God. I definitely finished it, but I don't remember how it ends. So, I mean, so much spoilers for the next, like, 30 seconds, I guess. Because the way it ends is with you, the, the main character whose name I can't remember, uploading his conscience, his consciousness into, like, some, like, drive thing and sending right. it off into the future, into the great unknown. Right. Yep. And, right. like, there is still that version of him that is staying there. But, yeah. like, there is an instanced version of his brain. And that's kind of what we get. Like, we get, like... We get, like, Aldrea's, like, backup state. Like, it was restored to her most recent backup, and it's... I... I, I don't know. There's something about that, that that's always cool. I don't know if there's, like, a shorter name for that trope or, like, there, if there's, like, a thing for it, but I just, like... The, like, the save state, basically, of someone's mind. Like, this... Like, they... Like, Aldrea went on to live, like, the rest of her life after she had that... Uh, right. That, whatever the word is. After she had that save state recorded. Yeah. And we don't know how long that is either. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I don't think, yeah. It's it's a very transhumanist thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the whole idea of like uploading your consciousness to the cloud, yes. which is not exactly what's happening here, but it's, it's very kind similar. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's it's interesting because it pays off immediately in that she now has to learn not only is she dead but everybody who to her minutes ago was alive and like part of her life is also all dead yeah um, and so we get this version of her that has suddenly had her world completely shattered right like, I, I imagine to this brain it just looked like 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 uh like um a jump cut just like she's just like in the lab getting this procedure done and then she's in with like five te- she's in the body of some teenager with four other teenagers teenage alien she's yeah, in a species yeah. she doesn't even yes. recognize <laughs> right yeah, right <laughs> uniquely horrifying but yeah yeah. which Um, is really uh, cool um the origin of one of my favorite mark marco is on top form in this entire book he's just left and right and i love it um (laughs) when things start to get really spooky during this ritual um when aldria like chooses a vessel and all the lights start doing a weird thing (laughs) marco says um page for stephen king we've got rl stein calling stephen king with a message from anne rice like he's just like who are all the scary authors i can think of (laughs) is this also the scene where he says someone needs to call and then like it's italicized so you know he's talking about the movie the exorcist yeah Um. (laughs) oh my god yeah marco Um. Marco, what are we gonna do with you i'm just thinking about marco reading anne rice novels now i know I know. There's uh, here's the thing. We know he likes Buffy, so there's no reason that he wouldn't just get really into vampire romance as a genre. Yeah, yeah. Like and I love <laughs> the homoerotic kind too. Yes, of I, course. I, I, I like to imagine that in an alternate universe where none of this happened, ten years down the road, Marco is just gonna slap his head and be like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. David Borean. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. David Borean yeah. is. Yeah, okay." <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so Aldria goes into Cassie's body, and Cassie, I fucking loved this whole sequence. Yes. um, Where Cassie basically has to start, like, seance talking to her. Like, she can feel Aldria's spirit, but has to be like, hello, Aldrea, (laughs) you are safe here. And then Marco's like, as safe as a dead person can be. And then Tobias, my dear son, says... Who's safer than a dead person? <laughs> so true, I Tobias. That line. It oh. truly is just like that post that's like Harry Potter. Mm, I like to do a spell. Andalites, only the dead have seen the end of war. <laughs> like, yeah, literally that. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's like a moment where uh, Cassie helps Aldrea like start to calibrate to her body, and it's right. just so cool. She like, God, and this is also so Cassie like. I like to think of how any of them, if they even had a sense of this, would try to introduce something else into their body. Like, I can imagine what Cassie does is she looks at a shirt that is red and she says, I'm looking at something red. Can you understand that and use that as a basis to, like, understand how my eyes work? And it works. I like to imagine that Rachel would start with, like, touch or something physical. Like, she'd pick Mm -hmm. up a rock and be like, I'm holding a rock. Can you feel it in my fist? Yeah. And start to, like, figure out the body that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I, like, because I think all of them have such different relationships to, like, um, their the bodies world. and the yeah. world. Yeah, how they experience the, yeah, the yeah. world. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, I hadn't considered that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm thinking about it. Marco, do you think, probably do just be like, hey, I'm talking really loudly. Can you hear me? <laughs> you hear he hears hey, the echo hey, of his own voice. Yeah. Hey, I just made a really funny joke. Did you feel a laugh? That's I, That was a joke. It was me. I was the only one laughing at it. <laughs> um, or it would be a... like, he'd be like, hey, Rachel, hold up some fingers. Not that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marco. Um, I, I I wonder if it has anything to, like when um when when Cassie first mentions the Arn um like there is like I she like she narrates that there's like red dots exploding and I wonder if that's like why she just like I, I wonder if that's just like means anything the the red dots right. the red shirt like that's the that's the one call that's like the one interaction that she has had with Aldrea the the forcing the, the red showing up yeah as well as the you know the yelling and the headaches mm-hmm. yeah could be. Yeah, it's um, something that she knows they have in common. Mm-hmm, red. Mm-hmm. Red. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. the um, album. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and we start to get Aldria chapters, which I was not expecting, and I was so excited about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, They're it makes such sense, good chapters. I thought that the whole thing would probably just be, like, dialogue between Aldrea and Cassie, but we actually get both of them, which is so mm-hmm. great. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, this is basically where... We start getting like Aldrea's entire world following down around her. Yeah. <laughs> Where she's like, okay, so my husband died, and all my friends died, and all my comrades died. What about my son? And they're like, uh, well, he became a controller and died in captivity. Can you help us? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I can. <laughs> The literal only saving grace is that her granddaughter is here. Yeah. yeah. And that she's cool as hell. Speaking of Toby, there's a line here that kind of stuck out to me that I'm, I might have just misunderstood the text, but um, I think Cassie says it, where, where she says, Toby's gifts didn't make her more articulate than the other Hork-Bajir, just that she, but it's just that she can, like, understand things better, but, like, I, I don't know. That seemed weird when, like, all the other Hork-Bajir are just constantly speaking broken English and, like... Like Toby is just kind of speaking like fluently. It, I think a... it's. I think it was like in addition to. She's not only like. It's. I'm trying. I I know exactly the line you're thinking about. I'm trying. Like. It I don't was know like, what line you're talking about. That's fine. I mean, it means I can't help. Uh, um. It was something to the to the extent of where she just. I think it was like an ability to like read yeah, situations okay. better. That does, Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. I was just doing like the extremely literal vert reading of the text. Like, um, actually, she is more articulate because she's got she's better at words. So yeah, checkmate, yeah. Caplegate. <laughs> um. But in any case, uh, they they set up a plan. They're gonna go to space. So they get the chi yeah. in this whole situation. Oh, this and is such like a good we... chapter. Oh, fuck. I love Eric more and more every time he shows up. And just like just before that happens, I'm so glad that they took the time when Cassie and Rachel are walking together for Rachel to be like, hey, Aldrea, not that I care, but like, like, <laughs> I, I, I have, actually, like, I'm just thinking about it now and have like, it didn't even occur to me at the time. But like now that like it popped into my mind, so random, right? Why didn't you choose me? But again, like, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm just I like curious if you have a much. reason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Cassie's like, actually, I was kind of curious about it too, which totally yeah. diffuses it. And like, yeah. <laughs> Rachel's like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cassie the 
diplomat. There, then, there's a, it's uh, a really good line where, where Aldrea is, uh, where Rachel's like, so why didn't you choose me? And Aldrea says, why should I have chosen her? And Cassie says, she wants to know why she should have chosen you, I reported. Should I explain to her that you are the mighty, the powerful, the ultimate yurt killer, Xena warrior princess, whereas I am merely an ambivalent, animal-loving, tree-hugging wuss? Yeah. And then Rachel tacks on, you forget to mention that I clearly have a superior sense of style. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love them so I much. Love them. I love them so much. Um... <laughs> They're and so uh, gay. yeah, and then Aldrea is basically like, I don't know, it just kind of happens. Know. I don't remember. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then they they meet up with the Chi, and a bunch of things that I love happen. Which is first mm-hmm. we get Marco being a complete goofer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I had never considered the fact that the Chi who are playing the kids also have to live their other lives. Yeah. So we get Marco being like, Hey, Eric. Hey Eric, uh, do you mind if the chief like me just like asks out this girl and like if I'm away for like a couple weeks, do you mind if he just like takes her out on a date and like shows her a really good time? And also I have a paper due. Uh, could you just do that? And he's like, Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm sure that he'll be able to juggle your love life with his full time restaurant management job. And I was like, What? <laughs> I, I feel like Eric gets more and more snarky every time he shows every up. Every time, and I'm it's so, so glad about it. Because yeah. he was um, just, like, straight up just, you know, kind of, like... Sarcastic. Just fully. Sarcastic, but, like, definitely robot Yeah. kind of personality. But now he's, like... I, I think it's, like, a sort of, like, now I'm comfortable around these children that I can insult totally. them actively. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's Rachel also has a good line where Marco's like, hey, can you have the Chi just, like, take her out on a date? And Rachel's like, won't she be disappointed when she goes out with the real you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get the other side of Eric and the Chi that I love so much, which is that Cassie basically, I'm going to say falters. Like, I don't think she would normally do this, but she ha- she sort of hesitates and almost asks, like, if something bad happens, can you just keep playing us? Like, can you just pretend to be us so that our families don't miss us? And then Eric's like, do you want that? And she's like, no, I don't. And Eric um, gives this amazing line where he's like, yeah, probably a good call. I've never seen the point in denying death. People die. People grieve. It's better than playing games with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, fucking yes. Yes. I, I was saying, like, same mood, but also I was like, that is super easy for him, an immortal robot, to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, like, there's also a good, there's also another good Rachel line in this scene where Eric's like, okay, does anyone else have any re- have any requests? And Rachel's like, can you be less nice to my siblings? <laughs> just like a little bit. Yeah, it, it's just all, all of it's just so good. Yeah, I just, and, then I, this, and then the scene ends with Eric revealing that he uh, he is the one who came up with the phrase "New Deal" with Fra- during when he was playing poker with Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. It's I. Oh. It's just great. Eric has witnessed a lot of death and destruction, and I like the fact that he has an opinion about it. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. Um. And so at this point, uh, I have a question for uh, your opinions. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry, I skipped over my notes and didn't know where I was supposed to be as I was saying that sentence out loud. So it became longer than I meant it to be. So whenever we see alien ships in Animorphs or in pretty much all of sci-fi almost universally alien ships look like that species yes um so do you think that aliens come to earth and they're like 
what the fuck because they think humans should look like rocket ships or do you think <laughs> the aliens are all just like wow you guys really are technologically inept like you can't even make your stuff you know we could have made them look like anything but we made them look like us but on a universal scale <laughs> oh well, we it's it's yes, but we also clear like media wise clearly have dreams of it. So like I think yeah. that philosophy tracks in a way. Yeah. We just haven't gotten to that. We like literally just haven't gotten to that level of technology yet. So it very much is the like oh little baby humans look at baby's first <laughs> rocket ship. It's shaped like a rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Motherfuckers <laughs> going to the moon in a paper airplane. <laughs> that's humanity to the rest of the universe i guarantee it oh that's so so good oh no oh yeah um so we get space adventures you get adventures in space so star trek just before they take off um there's like a little speech with all of the like free hork bajir that ends with them chanting free or dead yeah um, Yeah. that really hit me this time around Uh uh-huh um, because uh-huh. it's like a genuine, they're sending their like leader slash child off to, to their home world to uh, theoretic, and and they're giving up their DNA to have clones of themselves. Essentially, it seems made to like repopulate and then fight a war against other Hork-Bajir who are also controllers. And then they say free or dead, and that was all making me really emotional. But then when I tried to write it down. Evernote corrected Hork Bajir to Bork Baker. <laughs> well, and so it's like this really emotional note with a bunch of sad faces and then just Bork Baker. <laughs> it's good, I think. I think it's I think it's perfectly you. Yeah. Oh, poor Bork Baker. Uh, mhm. Mhm. Uh the intersection where the absurd meets the very very emotional. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the space adventures are great, and I love Axe and Aldrea's, like, super, I mean, it's not quite passive-aggressive, because they are quite rude to each other, but they're just always landing jabs constantly, especially Axe. It, it's just what Andalite aggression looks like, you it know? Is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love, um, like, Axe, they're in this, like, new York ship, and Axe is like, oh, huh. Looks like uh, the Yerks have been updating their technology. I wonder, uh, weird. wonder, like, how they would have... Oh, I guess we know how they, like, uh, <laughs> got some new technology. Uh, ooh, yeah, I guess... Yeah, no, I guess we do know that. Ald- is like, I get it. My fucking dad made a mistake. <laughs> do you want to shut the fuck up? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> it is like, it's like so tense between them. But I love, like, later in the book where it's, like, there's, like, a tense almost camaraderie between them. Yes. There's a Um, moment. I just want to point it out now because I will be so sad if I forget it. They both start to laugh at, like, it's it's fairly soon. Mm -hmm. It's, like, Marco says something stupid to an Andalite. He's, like, why don't we just fly through Z space all the way? And then Axe and Aldrea both laugh at the same time, realize that they're both laughing at the same thing, and immediately stop laughing, which oh. I identify. I have also done that with people I hate. <laughs> like, I have absolutely done that when I realize that someone else is laughing at the same joke, and I hate that person, so I've stopped laughing. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just have a tiny Andalite living inside of you. I, yeah. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Totally. There's um, also a great moment where Jake starts to give like a big leadership speech, and so Marco like cracks a joke to make him relax. And it's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because Cassie notices it and points it out. She's like, yeah, Jake just does, like, uh, Marco just does these things because, like, he understands that Jake will get way too in his head if yeah Marco doesn't break the tension. Mm-hmm. And I just, they work so well together and mm-hmm. I love them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then we, get a f- then we get a fun dream that Aldrea has. Yeah, it's a brief little chapter um, because a-, a lot of the first leg of this trip um, is just Cassie talking about how uh, uh, Aldrea and her are like trying to co-mingle in the same body. Um, and it kind of starts with um, sort of with uh, like Aldrea having this nightmare and then Cassie kind of interrupting it in a sort of way. She's like, so like Aldrea's like, I, I'm back at home. Um, my child is here. My husband is here basically. Um, but things are wrong. And also like my infant son is talking to me like a grown adult, uh, (laughs) and telling me that everything is going to, you know, be shit forever, basically. Mm -hmm. And then Cassie's like, Hey, you're having a nightmare, like showing up in her dream. Like you're having a nightmare right now. And Eldra is like, doesn't understand, but I think there's something so significant about Cassie having to live through Eldra's nightmares and then being like, trying to like talk her down from them. It's yeah. very intimate. Um, body sharing, you guys. <laughs> it's so good. There's so much of like, uh, all of the all of the good stuff, like of them like fighting, but also protecting each other. And there's like pronoun fuckery that I always yes. enjoy. I love it. Like, I love it Aldrea, so much. Aldrea, Aldrea spread my hands or whatever, and it's like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Or when they're yeah. like, when they're straight up like we did this, yeah, you know, it's great. It's so great, and often oh. switching several times in paragraphs. Yeah, yes. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Body sharing, right? Um, and then an Andalite <laughs> ship starts firing on them. Yeah, yes, and, and Andalite ship yeah. starts firing them, and they're like, "Oh fuck, Axe, can you handle this?" And Axe is like, "Um, no, I'm I don't not want shoot to." Down one of my people. <laughs> And Marco falls on Cassie and is like, wink, don't tell Jake. And it's like, Marco, this is not the time. He's so stupid. He doesn't have an off button. I relate so much. He doesn't uh, in this particular book. Because he's not not personally going through trauma right now. So he's like, (laughs) oh my god, yeah, he just becomes a little goblin. Uh, Marco truly is just the little best goblin award goes to Marco. <laughs> oh, I just thought about a fan fiction that I really want from the from this. And yes. it's just them playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. I guarantee we've talked about this. I well, that's I, our recollection. Who's the DM? Who's the DM? Marco. Um, oh I I, th- I would yes, Tobias. I think it has no, to be it's Marco. Tobias. It's Tobias oh. or Marco. Yeah, I think I think Tobias would be like the one person in the party who's like who's like kind of mad when everyone else goofs off at the start. Like, I think Marco well, and Tobias. Tobias would try to DM because he'd be the one who actually knows how to do it, but he'd be like, "None of you are taking this seriously." <laughs> yeah, I'll come yeah. back. When My you're very ready to. very serious campaign that I constructed 
very carefully for you meticulously. guys. Meticulously. Yeah. And, you, um, and, now, and now, now I don't know what to do because I wrote 600 pages, not <laughs> one of them including Dick Fartmouth, the man in the corner of the inn who I did not in- expect you to interact with. Yes. Um, oh. <laughs> um, this only happens because I'm re-listening to Star Wars campaign, but I was just like, I was re-listening to Star Wars campaign before reading this book, and then I was like, you know what I would, what game I would love them to play? Oh my god. Star Wars Edge of the Empire. That would be so funny because just, I think that Rachel might play along with D&D if she gets to play a punch girl who punches people and she doesn't have to role play and someone else does the math for her. Right. Yeah. I, if you went to Edge of the Empire, she'd be like, what's the, what did I just roll? And someone would be like, oh, well, that's a triumph. And she's like, that's great. They're like, well, yeah, but it's and a failure and two disadvantage and two um, threats. And she's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And they yeah. like, no, no, no. It's so this you're just going to want to like come up with a way that you tried to do it and it didn't quite work. Um, and then something bad is going to happen. But you also like mostly succeeded. And, and then like, this really good thing that you can just use whatever happened yes, also to exactly. you. And she's like, and you got all that from those little symbols? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, yeah, okay, Cassie, I'm going to need to walk away. Do you want to come with me? Or... <laughs> and Cassie's like, yeah, I'm just going to go with her, okay? <laughs> yeah. Just give, us, yeah. just give us five. Take a bathroom break or something. Just give us five. Just give us five. <laughs> yeah. Marco really likes systems that have like no math involved though like yeah. <laughs> those are his favorite <laughs> he, he, who, anything who, that who tries to bring who sorry go on blair just anything that gives him an excuse to like heighten any situation is yeah is yeah but who, who, br- who brings lasers and feelings to the table lasers and feelings um i mean Tobias, like Tobias, is the only one who yeah, would know yeah, all of the would, indie he RPGs. He oh yeah, he's big into tabletop. Yeah, so just I, I, regular I listen, tabletop. I, I listened to them play uh, Lasers and Feelings on the Giant Beast Cast because uh, they always do like a, a tabletop, uh, a couple of tabletop episodes at the end of the year. Yeah, and man, I just want to listen to more of that because that's a that's like a fun fucking game. <laughs> it is. I mean, it can also be really terrible. It depends. It's one of the mm-hmm. ones that depends a lot on who's running it. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's entirely essentially like right. a blank slate, uh, yeah. right. and well, very like system agnostic or like setting agnostic. Yeah. Right. Thankfully, Austin Walker was the one running that one, so it was it was good. So it's incredible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I'm sure you don't uh, do. I'm sure I'm sure you, neither of you listen to the Giant Beast cast, but I really do recommend listening to the Laser Feelings episode because it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'll listen to any game that Austin Walker runs, but podcasts <laughs> right. are hard. <laughs> There's, so There's so many. There's so many podcasts. Um, goodness gracious. Any yeah. case, <laughs> so basically, Aldrea in Cassie's body takes out the. There's a. There's like a moment where it, there's a lot of tension about whether she'll actually just kill this pilot, mm-hmm. um, and then she takes out one of the engines, and they're like. Yay, we can escape now. Oh, shit. Now there's four Yerk fighters who have appeared to finish the mm-hmm. job. What are we going to do? Um, and I got really... This is maybe the most emotional I got until the end of the book. Um, mm. Because there's a lot of teamwork that immediately happens where like mm-hmm. all of them get to use their expertise. Mm-hmm. And specifically, Tobias comes in 
And Cassie's like, and of course, our expert little flyer here. And he comes in. He's like, okay, I can see the opening. If you just move to the left and then you do this and this and this and this. And it's like him just using his natural bird instincts to help yeah. with spaceship maneuvering. And, yeah. and, it, and then the plan worked and I got really teary-eyed. <laughs> it's a really good scene. <laughs> <sighs> and then the, the andalite like the andalite flying the, the other andalite pilot like maneuvers his ship to look a little bit like a wave as he's flying away yes yeah, is, yeah. Like, for some reason like no matter how intricately these these ships are designed like anytime i uh, anytime i have to picture one of them doing anything that is not just like flying it's just in my head they alternated the millennium falcon so i just imagine like the millennium falcon like just like rearing back up on its back and like waggling back and forth a little bit and then just setting back and just going away mm-hmm well, the Millennium Falcon is the platonic ideal for spaceship. I love, I love her. <laughs> it's a good spaceship. It's a good one. Um, uh, I love this moment where Jake's like, "Okay, listen, you're all good. You can celebrate for five seconds, but then it is war again." Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made me. This is an old meme, but it really made me just think we have food at home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And we have camaraderie like, at so home. We have camaraderie at home. Jake is like, Jake wants to be a McDonald's, 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 but he's we have food at home. Marco's obviously McDonald's, 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 as is Rachel. I think McDonald's starts like, or, or, I said McDonald's, I think Marco starts like that, but as he matures, he becomes the black coffee. I think if hmm. Marco ever had, I think if Marco ever had children, he would do that to them. I, I think only to be just the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because but in his heart he's always mcdonald's mcdonald's yeah McDonald's. that's true that's true i think he would just do it, i think he would just like do it as a joke and then the kids would be like really sad about it and then he would just do another laugh through the drive through and get them food yeah i yeah i don't see him having the heart to do it i yeah, think that it would wouldn't. be like he'd go through the drive through and then park like park and then go in <laughs> <laughs> uh tobias is definitely tobias is definitely black coffee yes so. yep. absolutely yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Cassie is we have food at home. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, and but and but she's probably really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> we have delicious food at home. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they go onto the Hork Bajir planet, and, and they yeah, have to it's... walk down into the valley. And they're walking along the cliffs, and they're all scared of walking. And they could just be birds. Why can't? Why don't they just be birds? You know. I know that they, they say later that they don't want to do earth morphs uh, just to like, but you know, there's this whole sequence where they're like, I'm so scared. I wish I could fly. You fucking yeah, can. Because, yes, because they, the they, only people in the world who could just fly if you wanted to. They, they are descend to be, to be clarify, they are descending into the open core of the planet that they are on. Like yeah. they're just like, the, yeah. the world does have an end, but it's an yeah. end with a staircase. Great moment with Axe being like, oh no, you don't have to be scared of the lava. Yeah. And Cassie's like, oh my god, thank you, Axe. And he's like, you disintegrate from the heat way before you hit the lava. <laughs> She's like, you've spent too much time around Marco. <laughs> but I don't even, I, I don't can't even tell if it's a joke or not. <laughs> I don't think it is. Yeah. Because uh, it's just such a he general he's being helpful. Axe yeah. thing to say. Yeah, exactly. He's helping. Uh, well, he's certainly trying. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. he's certainly talking. He's certainly um, saying words. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, um, Andrea is extremely fucked up. Because I mean, obviously, but like her home planet has been just like raised, and it's yeah, bad. it's just super destroyed. It's really upsetting. Yeah. 
because they yeah. just to her again it's the same thing where it's like the time skip where to her she, this is like your entire wait like going down for an afternoon nap and when you wake up your entire neighborhood is on fire right right well your, your entire neighborhood is ashes the fire you missed out on the fire sure yeah, yeah. um and now there's a strange different people there <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's layers. There's um, a, at the end, uh, at the around this time is when we find out something about the Arn, which is exactly why they're extinct, and it's because the if you remember from the uh, I didn't remember this from the uh, the Hork Bajir Chronicles, but um, they the Arn had like mo- genetically modified themselves so that they were just like unyearkable. Yeah, right. I actually do. I remember that. I yeah, remember that part. Uh, but, uh, the Arn is like, yeah, so the Yerks couldn't make any use of us, so they just kind of haunted us for sport. Right. Here's the thing, I thought that we already knew that had happened, but I also might be thinking of one of the other many species that the Yerks have decided to hunt for sport when they're not that useful. But <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have a pretty distinct memory of that, but, um, who knows? I'm, I'm, right. will, I'm willing, to, I'm willing like to trust, that. I'm willing to take you, I'm willing to trust you on that one, say that I've got, I've got civ brain. I mean, I don't, I don't have a good memory either. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I love, so there's a couple moments here where, like, they all morph Hork-Bajir and Aldrea's like, fuck yeah, I'm Hork-Bajir again. This feels great. Um, and they are going up into trees and Aldrea's like, you seem pretty cool up in this tree. What's up with humans? And Cassie's like, well, so basically we're monkey. That one's always good. That one's always good. <laughs> Absolute classic. So, um. <laughs> nobody care them. Aw. <laughs> and, uh... Cassie has the realization where she's like, oh shit, Aldrea's like cool and special. If I don't just like give up my body to her, that's kind of selfish, right? And I'm like, Cassie, I go to therapy this. challenge. I, yeah, but also I love this so much. And literally, like, I knew, knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was like, but what if they just kind of hung out together for the rest of the series? I like, had that moment too. Me too, I just, me too. I truly like. I believe that Animorphs can do anything the fuck it wants, you know? Like, yeah, it wouldn't was... shock me if they were just like, yeah, Aldrea lives here now. In yeah. yeah. There, there, is no, there is no need to return to the status quo. Yeah. And, like, and Animor- Animorphs been... has shown that, like, they don't, like, need to do that. Right. Right. And I think Cassie would have been 100% okay with it. Oh, absolutely. Basically, the only thing that ended up, like get like not being that is the fact that Eldra was like i don't think i can continue to live in the world like the way like knowing that everything i know is gone you know yeah. which i was like that's valid yeah. <laughs> you're allowed there's, there's a really I... interesting oh go on Sada. no go ahead okay um there's a scene that happened a little bit earlier than where we are right now that i uh i i i, I skipped over but um where um, Aldrea and, uh, Cassie, Cassie is, like, or Aldrea is, like, trying to, like, force Cassie to speak. And yeah. it's, it's a really good moment to me because Aldrea is just, like, I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like we've, we've unfortunately skipped over a lot of what makes Aldrea and Cassie's relationship so interesting, but it's hard because it is so obviously internal and is a right. lot of them like talking and figuring each other out yeah um, and like trying to suss out the other's impulses um mm-hmm. 
and I mean it's all so good right <laughs> it's all right very good and it's it's very yeah it's very much like because we have like uh, several moments of them trying to override the other's control of the body at that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. um and them being like a little confused about the whole situation but it's it's kind of just like trying to coexist in a very limited space you know yeah um in a way that's uh and and it has a lot to do with like sharing autonomy in a way that i find really delightful (laughs) yeah Um, i think it's really great as a contrast to the yurks yes Um, yeah partially because it is very much like it's up until a certain point aldrea is shown to be able to essentially just wrest control from cassie Mm -hmm. um, without meaning to and uh but she doesn't um which is like obviously huge and such a great contrast to the yurks i also think that there's a great difference here in how the original mind sits with the new one which is aldrea and cassie seem to essentially be in the same room it's like they are it's they're basically have they basically have a mech that they can either pilot together or one of them can take the reins Right. right. Yeah. Um, and one of them just happens to have been connected to the nervous system for longer. Yeah. And, right. Uh, whereas with the Yerks, there is a, a cage in the middle of the cockpit. The Yerk comes in, throws the original pilot into the cage, and goes, "You're there. Watch me do this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's the the information sharing is also a little bit reticent of uh, the Lyrans. Uh, I don't remember what book they've last shown up in, but they were like, the, uh, "Do you remember the like the underwater species that had like the year like the brain in the back of their neck?" So like mm-hmm. they got the Yerks torn out, and they have like the open line of communication that they could just shut off. Right. Hmm. Which is, oh. it's, it's not, like, exactly like that, because it's, Cassie and Aldrea, like, have, like, certain things that they can choose to communicate. It's not just all on or all off, like the yeah. Lyrans are. But I, I, I just think it's interesting the way that the sort of information sharing happens. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah. I, I just think it's cool. Yeah. And, like, just really quickly before we get back to the actual, <laughs> like, plot. Well, I guess this is kind of the plot. This is um, the plot. Every single time, like, that we get, I mean... This is one of the things the Yerks are such a one of the reasons they're such a classic sci-fi villain and such a classic '90s sci-fi villain. Yeah, is that a lot of their villainous actions are essentially industrialization. Yeah. Um, they don't give a shit about the environment, right? And every time it happens, it really hurts my little heart. Yeah, like, it happened last time we were with the Hork-Bajir planet, where like they were just kind of fucking up trees everywhere they didn't give a shit they knocked them all Mm -hmm. down and the specific visual that really got me this time was that when aldrea gets to where her home was supposed to be it's all like destroyed but specifically this big beautiful lake that she used to live beside is now a giant yerk sludgy yerk pool yeah yeah and that like i grew up beside the water and i just had this moment where i imagined like coming to my home and seeing that this entire river was just polluted and full of fascists (laughs) (laughs) space colonizers um and Mm -hmm. oh fuck man like the water thing really specifically hit me yeah yeah um because they've already seen trees burn down but this is so specific and it's so specifically repurposing to to like facilitate the, the growth of the species that 
did these mm-hmm. horrible things to this this uh this this planet um yeah, yeah. no I, yeah totally so yeah so basically uh uh Eld- is like okay i can take you to the place but i don't exactly know where it is mm-hmm. um but i'm pretty sure i know where i think i probably put it so i'm just gonna take you to that location uh-huh. Um, and they're just like, well, it's basically the best we have, so let's yeah. go. And then, uh, this might take the, like, this might be sitting at, like, the top of my list of favorite moment in the series yet, right now. In mm. terms of, like, in terms of, like, action thing, at least. Like, there's obviously been a lot of, like, quiet character moments that have, like, been much more important. But as far as, like, action moments, especially, like, action moments that were seeded in the first book that are yeah. now coming true. yeah. Because Cassie just has to go through a fucking, like, just has to go through the fucking gauntlet of morphs. And also she has to do the thing that Marco said she could probably do in the first book, which is that she, like, demorphs from an osprey on all body parts except wings and just kind of, like, Buzz Lightyear falls with style, like, to the location. Yeah, as she's I becoming love this. a sperm I whale. I think it, it was only a few episodes ago that i was like i feel like we haven't really dealt with the fact that cassie is really good at morphing in the past little while yep <laughs> and then we directly deal and with i felt it. very heard and very seen <laughs> it's i th- there's also the brief moment where aldrea is like oh no 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 this isn't how morphing powers are used like a morph is not a weapon let's like retreat group find an army blah 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 and the kids are just like no i have what? a test on monday i have to I go back home <laughs> got shit to do actually and yeah so cassie is doing all these complicated morphs and the entire time she has all of her friends in her mouth yeah <laughs> I didn't oh, it's realize just like, that. <laughs> it is so yeah i was thinking the same thing because it's so funny seeing like this is a peak ridiculous animorphs plan yeah um yeah. uh and like here's like a literal like military person mm-hmm. uh aldrea like no like no to no, on any of this and they're like fuck it we are 12 um yep. bro we are teens i think yeah i think my exact note is oh aldrea you really have missed a lot my love <laughs> um yeah so she, yeah she turns into bird all of her friends turn into bugs she flies way up she turns into human friends still in mouth she falls slowly she starts to turn into whale still with wings Friends which still is, in mouth. Which is, I think that's the first time that's happened, and it's very impressive. Yeah. And, um, God, the visual of her just, like, opening up her big whale mouth, and, uh, how many? Uh, two Andalites and two hork Three hork I don't know how to count. Just it's, bursting yeah. out it to, like, go and fuck everybody up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I, I hadn't, like, put together the fact that, of course, now that Tobias has an Andalite morph... There can just be two Andalites in fights now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's very two cool. I hope that they them. do combo moves. <laughs> it's do. two of the exact same Andalite also. Yep. So, like, I, I'm just imagining this, like, this, like, perfectly choreographed fight dance between the two of them where they are just, like, a perfect mirror of each other. And I very much, like, yes. it's, it's like that one episode of Evangelion. I very much like to think about it. That sounds um, amazing. Yeah. Or it's like Tob- a fighting Tobias game. and Axe are drift compatible. Thank you. <laughs> Um, or it's like a fighting game where it's just a palette swapped version of the same character. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely. Axe, it's Axe, but he's orange. Yeah. Somebody please uh, put Manic Panic in Axe's fur. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Right. Oh, my God. 
emo <laughs> punk edit of X. Um, uh, got me really uh, excited. So this, 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 um, we're over an hour, so I'm just going to try That's okay. We're through. close, though. This is a yeah. short book, so we're close. Um, I was really shocked. I didn't see coming that Aldrea would basically just be marveling at Cassie and the kids. I think I'm so used to them being such underdogs and so overwhelmed so constantly that it was it was like really cool to see this like battle scarred like andalite be like wow these kids are really getting shit done (laughs) yeah Yeah. very efficient we never would have done any of this yeah Yeah. and yeah yeah, they they go into this tree that that a whole bunch of the the weapons in the ship are in and they explode out of the tree and uh, thousands of yurks start like uh f- like going past this dam and all dying and as the as they're leaving marco yells take that george lucas which i'm now i think just gonna say whenever i do anything <laughs> i think it's good you know yeah. just like flavoring to add to yeah. just every like tomorrow 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 morning someone's going to hear a, f- a loud flush and then someone shouting take that george lucas from the bathroom uh-huh. <laughs> in my in my in my place of office in my place of employee yeah <laughs> um i love we get one last really beautiful little body share moment mm-hmm. when cassie is so exhausted by her like nearly impossible morphing feats that she's like Yo, <laughs> you want to take this for me? And Aldrea's like, "Yeah, okay." Um, and like, it does a whole favorite. bunch of stuff. And then like, yes. while they're like getting back together, like regrouping, Aldrea's like, "Cassie needs to take a nap." And Cassie just like sinks away from yeah. consciousness completely. And Aldrea's yeah. just like, "So I'm here. Hello." <laughs> it is my favorite. I love it's. I love when it's body sharing and then it's just like well the person who usually is in this body is like two wipes so it's mine now (laughs) my city now bitch (laughs) i mean except not because it's aldrea but you know yeah absolutely my city now bitch in a sort of compassionate way um (laughs) so uh uh, aldrea and axe have a conversation which and i i love this for a lot of reasons uh, one of which is in such a small detail, but the fact that uh, Eldrea does call Axe by his full name, mm-hmm. like, all exclusively, and it is weirdly intimate in that kind of way. Yeah. You know? It, I, it's, it, <laughs> it is. It, it's the shared... I mean, it is this, like, like we are, like, of the same people, basically, so I, I'm gonna, like you know give you the respect of like calling you by your full name instead of a shortened version of it mm-hmm. uh, and a nickname is like intimate in its own way but uh we never hear axe being called by his full name yeah uh, like just full first name you know we're not going crazy or anything um <laughs> i also i love they have a moment where they're like humans they feel guilt about murder I guess they're like Andalites. And Aldrea's like, I was going to say, I guess they're like hork And then they're like, I guess that the, defi- the definition of, a, of like a civilized creature is one that hates war. Um, and I feel like I kind of love that um, yeah. for a few reasons. One of which is that the, 
word civilized has been used historically to justify so many wars like right it's like countries that call themselves civilized and act like they're important and like evolved are always the ones starting wars (laughs) they start a lot of the wars Mm -hmm. and so i kind of liked them being like actually being civilized is about not doing war (laughs) so that was like yeah 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 oh man yeah and uh then basically Aldrea's like honestly this is this is when she's like i i guess that i i don't remember taking your body but uh tbh like i guess i knew that i might just want to take it so i needed to be placed with like a nerd who'd convince me not to lol yeah Uh, (laughs) she's like yeah i get like you you are compassionate and made me realize that i can't just steal your body so i guess that's good yeah, yeah. the and, and animal animals taught me a new word today also in this in this moment where we because uh 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 Aldrea describes her like her 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 brain in a bottle as inchoate mm-hmm. not a word that i knew yeah, it's a good words. one i had to look nice. up the word brachiate i thought that it meant like a monkey and it it does. <laughs> but nice. I didn't actually know. I just guessed it from context. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know, but I was like, brachiate, eh, monkey. Seems yeah. like, like a monkey. Yeah. And the end made me so sad that my notes end in cry typing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because essentially, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. I don't know why she couldn't have just gone into the bottle herself about the whole situation. I, well, I, I, I think it was. To, I think it was to even if it was just for a short while to trick Toby into leaving the oh, planet right. like willfully. Yeah, that's right. Because she, yeah, because she was like, "Oh yeah, my granddaughter shouldn't be here to do yeah. a military thing. She should be yeah. with her family back and back back on Earth, um, mm-hmm. which is ironically her home now." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that that's exactly why. So um, she's like. So, uh, Eldria's like, I'm taking over this body, and Axe is like, no, no, no I will- fuck you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am going to threaten to kill your granddaughter, uh, if you don't. And she's like, foiled again by you rascally kids, I guess I gotta, but don't, you know. Yeah. They, like, make her out to be the bad guy, and it made me sad. Yeah. But, I mean, they do take care to point out, she's like- Toby is smart. She'll figure out she was lied to pretty quickly, but she'll already be on Earth by then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the last the last lines in this book are, my thoughts, my consciousness, my memory were all fading. I still saw my son, still saw Dak, still saw... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good. It's so good. Animorphs is want... so good. <laughs> but I did just, still did just want Eldria to just be like there. Me too. Mm-hmm. Just like. I don't. I don't think she'll come back, but I actually would love, with all my heart, for her to just be suddenly there again and be like, "Hey, like just a character they can call on for like junk." I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Cassie now has like a history of yeah. forming close relationships with people who have been inside her body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she is the body sharing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cassie's mm-hmm. just like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My wish list for this series would be like Aldria just like 
not always popping into like Cassie's body, but also like, hey, we need this like military strategist. Can you chill out with like Marco for a hot second? You know, <laughs> that'd be so fun. Oh, this, that would make uh, me so happy. Yeah, that that would be very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 for, in my head, that's just translating to like the the the, the animated ad, the like the live action adaptation of this that's got like the like on HBO like the big money budget. Like they got like big names on this and yeah. like and I just like I'm imagining just like that one episode of Doctor Who where um the the last human alive like sort like takes control of Rose's body and then also David Tennant's for a bit yeah and then just like it, that's one of my favorite tropes in television just because I love seeing characters act differently I'm right. just imagining you know everyone everyone giving their chance to act like Aldrea yes <laughs> yes the role of a lifetime yeah <laughs> um so yeah so that was. The book. That was Animorphs. Um, do we have questions? Eh, we don't. That is okay. That's, no, that's fine. Because, good, because we are <laughs> at the end of our time. <laughs> Ooh, we are. Oops. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for listening. Um, if you want to support the show, you can um, uh, Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash for your baiting and uh, pop us some money. Uh, $1 to 5 to 10 Um $10 a month and up donors get their names read on the show. Um, Thank you to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Beckettel, Ducky Aisha, and Sophie. Uh, if you want to contact the show, you can do so at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter. Our DMs are open, so slide right on in. Uh, if you want to find your beautiful hosts online, you can find me <laughs> at Blur Kitch on Twitter. Uh, you can find Sarah at Sunhat Zenya on Twitter, and you can find Seda at Nudity on Twitter. Yeah, the EA instead of a Y. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just decided to take the reins for the whole thing. You can also check me out on the other podcast that I do, Fear Baiting, uh, the horror movie podcast. Did an episode this week about a New Zealand horror comedy called Housebound. It was really nice. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you can also listen to me on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, uh, the the leftism politics podcast for the terminally online. Mm-hmm. And also, I was on. Uh, I mentioned Birdie the Mighty at the start of this episode, and it's been on my mind because I was on. I guested on a different podcast called Running in the Nineties. Uh, my friend Nick, Sue, and Matt's podcast uh, to talk about the nineteen nineties uh, Birdie the Mighty OVA, and it was a really fun episode. I really recommend you know checking it out. It's a good fucking podcast. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, that's. Oh yeah, thank you to Noise Space X Y Z for uh, hosting this and all of the other, all of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Noise Space is the only podcast network. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can uh, find Seda on their podcast, uh, Musical Mohill, for like little problems and little musics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. I know. Um, <laughs> hmm? No, it's, all, it's fine. What? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything because because it would have been out of order. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's okay. This uh, end has just gone really off the rails. I don't know what to do about it, and I'm stressed out. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna right. fin- I'm just gonna end the episode. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to this week's episode of the Wonder Years. We'll be back in in two weeks with a new book. Uh, I looked at the cover on accident early, and it's a fucking banger of a cover. See you in two weeks. Uh, until then, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. I'm Seda. And remember, keep your hand on the escafil device. It's all in your hand.